Hi everyone and welcome to this month's podcast. And without my psychic today, Steve is over in Jamaica enjoying himself with his family and sunning himself. So instead I am joined by our new community investment team manager, James. James has been with us now for about a month. So hi James. Hi Stacey. Welcome. How are you settling in? Are you getting on all right? Yeah, it's going really well. Uh, yeah, I'm about a month in and everybody's treating me really good at the moment. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. Yes. Okay, we'll take that as a positive then. <laughs> Whereabouts have you been to? Have you been all over? or? Yeah, so I've been uh, Moulton, Sheffield, uh, Bradford. Um, so yeah, I've been around, uh, seen some of the neighbourhoods and communities. So yeah, I do feel like I'm really settling in now. Great yeah, it's good. stuff. Well, it's nice to have you here. So last month we talked about saving money and cutting on energy bills. I do hope that some of you acted upon some of the suggestions from Simon from the environmental team. I know I did and it's it's really helping me. So and also I don't know if any of you caught the Martin Lewis program. You must have heard our podcast and then did a program about energy bills. So that's great stuff. Yeah, I get an update uh, the Martin Lewis and uh, some of the tips on there are really good, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, so, yeah, really good. I'm changing energy. Um, but we also, James, did a competition for our customers and we yeah. asked people to enter the competition for anybody that had done something fantastic to save money on their energy bills. So thank you to everybody that entered. And also, big shout out to our regular competition entry, Michael McFarlane who normally enters our Bolton Wonders competition, which is coming up shortly as well. So thank you to Michael. But yes, thanks to everybody who entered the uh, money-saving competition. I think that brings us on to our Bolton Wonders competition, James, does it? Okay, so um, what we've got coming up? Uh, this month, Stacey, it's all about our customer service centre. Customer service centre is really important to Yorkshire housing, and we're always looking at how we can improve. So you went along, I think, uh, to the customer service centre, and you interviewed a couple of the fantastic members of that team. I did. And you're going to play the interviews for us, I think? I did, I did. I went up to the Customer Service Centre and I met with um, Julie Griffiths and also Nahum. It was really interesting yeah. to go and spend even just a short amount of time up there. It was so busy, so noisy, and there's so much activity going yeah, on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, can imagine. So hopefully that will come across in the next clips that we're going to play. So here's Julie and Nahum from the Customer Service Centre. So I'm here today with Julie Griffiths, the Customer Service Centre Operations Manager. Hi Julie. Hi. So can you give us an idea about how the Customer Service Centre came about and a bit of background about it? Yeah, sure. So the Service Centre was born in 2013, August 2013, um, and it came together from lots of regional offices being all pulled into one place. And the reason for that was because we had 100 and odd different telephone numbers that customers used to call for all sorts of different things, and it was decided that one number would be a lot better for them. So... The 0345 number was created. Wow, good stuff. And so can you give us a, an idea of the type of or how many types of different call then we you manage from this one call centre? Yeah, sure. So on a, a sort of average monthly basis, we get about 18 to 20,000 calls and they cover repairs calls. They cover tenancy matter calls. So it could be ASB, it could be reporting an issue with a neighbour, a gardening issue, all sorts of things. And the other thing we take is rent payment calls. We also have a small specialist team that deal with the application side of the business. So that's about applying for a new home and our our partnership with North Yorkshire Home Choice. 
So it's a very, very busy place to work, then, by the sounds of it. Yes. And you also run the out-of-hours service, that right? Yes, that's right. So we have an out-of-hours provider who actually takes over from us when we're shut for 6 o'clock in the evening to 8 o'clock next morning and over weekends and holidays. They're based in Glasgow, but we work really, really closely with them. So what we wanted to create was a seamless service so that... Yes, there might be a Scottish accent at the end of the phone, but actually the service that a customer gets is the same 24-7. Yeah, yeah, and so there's always somebody sort of available, isn't there? Absolutely. Yeah. To, it's only in repair schools, they only take urgent repair yeah. schools. And that takes us then on, because obviously explain a little bit about how the Facebook side of things work then. Yeah. We've seen a, an increase in customers getting in touch via social media. So Yeah, definitely. I think that sort of stems from... Um, we've obviously got the self-service portal as well so customers can go on there and actually send us a message or report a repair but the Facebook side as you say is definitely taking off this year in particular we've seen a big rise day on day particularly when we're really busy in the service centre and people can't get through to us Mm -hmm. they do tend to go to Facebook and evenings and weekends so you know they want to talk to somebody they want to sell us something Um, and it's a means to actually be able to do that yeah and you, you did briefly mention the online portal yes so do you want to just give a bit more information about that? And yeah, how that's sure. Working? So that's working really well. So we launched that in sort of, well, May 2014, 2015, and it's grown and grown and grown. We've got over 2,000 users now, on there, which doesn't seem a lot out of our 16,000-odd homes, but it's it's growing month on month now. And customers like it. They're finding it really easy because they can do it from their mobile phone, things like that. So it's a growing, definitely a growing side mm-hmm. of the business. So if somebody wants some more information about that, Julie, how, how can they find out? How can they register with for an Yeah, so if they go on to the Yorkshire Housing website, yeah. they will be able to get the information they need. They can just click to register, yeah. and then there's a verification process. Very simple but we encourage customers to do that. They can view their rent, or they will be able to do a lot more. We're going for a new version very soon, and they'll be able to do a lot more than they currently can. Make some changes to their personal details, actually view a rent account and report a repair, and there's some other things in the pipeline, hopefully for next year as well. That sounds really good. So if a customer wanted to get in touch at the minute, what's the best way to do that? Is it the... The number or? Yeah, I guess the number will always be the best way of doing that. There are options on that number to point them into the right team or the right person to speak yeah. to with regards to their, their specific query. Okay. So, yeah. But, as I say, we're getting more and more. We now get, apart from the eighteen to 20,000 calls, we now get on average 2,000 emails and online contacts every month as well. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Julie. It sounds like you've got a busy department, so I better let you get back to it. Thank you. It's been really interesting. Okay, thank you. Cheers. So I'm here with Nahum from the Customer Service Centre. Your role then is Customer Service Team Coach. So can you just talk us through a typical call, say for example, somebody phones and they've come through to you? It just depends on what type of call it is really. We have a number of different queues. So we have the applications queue, the repairs queue, we have the housing queue and we have the rent payments queue as well. We've got a separate repair queue for our swap with customers as well. So it depends on what queue they're coming through on. First thing we do is complete data protection, so that's asking for your full name, full address and date of birth to make sure that we're speaking to the right person. From there, if it's, say, an applications call, we don't hold a waiting list anymore as we did before, so it's more about giving information as how they can apply, where it's best to apply for them, and giving them the options, really, and putting the ball in their hands and uh, hopefully helping them somehow. If it's a repairs call, 
it can be literally anything. It can be from you know cracking the ceiling to cracking the ceiling and the roofs almost coming down. So um, we have different priorities that we mm -hmm. set. So we've got the emergencies, then we have urgent repairs, and then we have routine. If it's an emergency, we aim to get there within four hours' time. With the amount of emergencies we get at this time of the year, it's not always possible to be there within four hours, but we do try our best. That's to make safe. So say, for example, you have a wall in your garden and it's, it's crumbling down. We'll get there within four hours and we'll make it safe and then we'll get back within 24 hours to complete full repair. Uh, if it's an urgent repair, we have seven days to complete it. It's classed as urgent when it's not an emergency, but if it's left over seven days, it could cause a health and safety risk or it could cause damage to the property. And so we book an appointment within seven days of the call and we get someone out to resolve that. If it's a routine repair, for example, you know, one socket not working, we have up to 28 days to repair that. So what we do is at this time of year when it's really busy, we have to wait a minimum of 10 days before booking an appointment in and any time after that it will get sorted. The reason we wait the 10 days is because we have, you know, the urgent repairs that we need to book appointments for. So it's just to ensure that we've got enough slots available and appointments available for those kind of repairs. Okay, so how many calls on average do you think you've taken today, for example? Today, um, all together, we've had around, I think it was 550, I'm oh, sorry, 353 calls and it's just mid-afternoon. Wow. Um, so it is quite a number of calls and most of them are coming from the repairs queue. That's, that's our busiest queue. So on average, I think most advisors are hitting maybe around 30 to 35 calls per day which um, you know there's a lot of work involved in that because it's not always having the one call and dealing with everything there and that's it a lot of the time you may need to send an email you'll be waiting for requests back you know you have to contact customers back and whatnot so we deal with a lot of calls but also a lot of emails that we get as well they're usually dealt with by our admin team however yeah. if they are too busy they will pass a few on to us guys to deal yeah. with as well and just from the information that we've we've just gathered from you yeah. you guys have to remember so much and about every aspect of the business as well so that you can direct the customer to the correct team, to the correct member of staff. So it's amazing how much information you have to retain. So hats off to you. If you could give a customer a party message from this interview, what would you say to customers, particularly about the time of year? And It would just be, just be patient with us. Um, we understand that you know if you have an emergency an urgent repair or even a routine repair. You want it to be done as soon as possible as we do as well. But at this time of the year, please just be patient with us. We are trying our best to get to everything as soon as possible. The waiting time is maybe just slightly longer than there would be in you know, the calmer months. But just remember, we are there to help and we will do all we can to resolve it within a decent time scale. Great stuff. And one last time, what's the customer service centre number? That's 0345 366 Brilliant. Thank you ever so much. Thank you very much, Shay. See you soon. Thank you. Brilliant. So I don't know if you caught that there, James, but can you hear how like busy it was and yeah, how much really activities busy. going yeah, on yeah. there? So amazing service. Amazing uh, service. And the stuff that they have to know. Yeah, they're so knowledgeable. Each of the customer service centre operators is so knowledgeable about every area of the business. Yeah. So they can direct calls efficiently, obviously. So Julie said, I think there's roughly about 20,000 calls per month. So you're welcome back there anytime then. Yes, definitely. And I would recommend going up yourself. I will have do. Let's have a go and have a sit in. Okay, so it's time now for a regular competition. 
Bolton Wanderers. Don't forget, it's easy to enter. Just email us at podcast at yorkshirehousing.co.uk and let us know where David is and you can win £25 in vouchers. Today, I find myself again heading for North Yorkshire. It's such a big county though, and we have housing in so many remote areas. I am in a busy market town south of the Yorkshire Dales. There are some beautiful views here. In fact, I am not too far away from the Lake District. Today is market day, and I am so glad. There are all sorts of unique local traders. I get chatting to a couple who are buying some handmade chocolates, and I soon realise they are not local. In fact, they are from France. Tourism is a major part of the local economy here. And also, did you know that Thomas Spencer, co-founder of Marks and Spencers, was also born here? I have read on TripAdvisor about a great place to have a coffee and some cake, so I look out for the cake hall. It's this town's very old wacky wonderland, and they do some amazing cakes. When I have finished my coffee and cake, I am going to see if I can find the local castle. It's still very much intact, I hear, but where am I? Great stuff. So don't forget to enter the competition by emailing us your answer at podcast at yorkshirehousing.co.uk. Okay, so we're going to do a bit of an event roundup now um, of what we've got coming up over the next month or so. Obviously, it's Christmas. There's lots of things going off. Exciting so, time, isn't it? Yes, it is indeed. So first things first, this Wednesday, 30th of November, we've got our Christmas craft fair event. So we've got some of our brilliant enterprise customers coming into the head offices here in Leeds to display some of their wonderful products that they either make or buy in or they offer brilliant services. So they're going to be coming in to offer that to staff. Wow. But also, more importantly, we've got an event via our Facebook page. So we're encouraging customers to sell their products and services via the Facebook event page, which you can see the links on the Yorkshire Housing page and also the Yorkshire Housing Community Investment page. So don't forget to join. Good opportunity to get some of them early Christmas presents. Yeah, we'll be relying on you, James, bringing your wallet downstairs and buying some stuff. (laughs) So what else have we got coming up then? Uh, Level 2 in customer service is being held in Bradford on December the 7th. This is accredited training, so it's a really good opportunity to get some of them skills. And a great asset to your CV, so I'll help you in your looking for some of them customer service jobs. In the new year, or leading up to Christmas, the team can support you to look at employment additionally as well. So come along and ask, ask the team around these opportunities. So if you want to know a bit more about that, you can either text WORK to 8802 or you can email through at yhhee at yorkshirehousing.co.uk. We've also got very own Santa doing a bit of an appearance over in Leeds. He's a customer of ours that does freelance Santa activities during the period. So we are going to be going on tour with Santa. Unfortunately, we're only able to reach Leeds this year but next year we are hopefully going to be rolling it out to as many areas as possible so if you get a letter don't forget to pop out and see us santa on his sleigh will be coming to an area in leeds near you very soon 
Brilliant, that sounds really exciting, doesn't no, it? No, definitely. Is, is elves come in or not? Well, there'll be lots of elves, there'll be lots of giveaways, there'll be lots of information, So, and hopefully the sleigh's going to be big enough that people are definitely going to notice it, I would wow. think. So. But we'll send letters out about that. Okay, so the podcast has been running nearly a year now, and we're really keen to get some feedback from the listeners. We'd love to hear what you think. Uh, do you have any ideas of what we can add to the podcast? Is there anything you'd really like us to bring you each month? Is there a service or a department that you'd like to hear from that we've maybe not covered already? You can let us know by emailing podcast at yorkshirehousing.co.uk and you, we would love to hear from you. Yep, all the comments welcome. Yes. Good or bad, it just helps us um, create a podcast to what people like to listen to. So, thank you ever so much, James, for stepping in for Steve. Thank you um, for having me. It's been nice to have a little guest appearance from somebody else. So next month we will have Steve back, obviously, and we will be doing a bit of a year's roundup of what we've been up to this year, what we've covered in the podcast, reiterating all the messages that we've been getting out to you guys. And we're definitely going to have some information about what you've got to look forward to next year. So I think that's it for this month. But thank you ever so much again, James. Thank you very much and happy Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas, everyone. Yeah.